welcome to Bounty Buddies, an Obi-Wan rewatch podcast. I am your Bounty Buddy, Tim, and joining me, as always, is Pat Edwards. Hi, all my buddies. And Jane Ritt. How's it going, everybody? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. This episode, uh, you know, sometimes I want to talk about an episode and go like beat by beat and jump really far uh, down into everything. And sometimes I just want to take a step back and say, Deborah Chow is very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious who wrote the scripts, because uh, I feel like the directing has been consistently pretty good. Um, but a lot of other stuff has been hit or miss. And something sometimes I just wonder if that's the like, quote unquote, Disneyification of stuff. But I even I was starting to get a little eye rolly at the third sister's dialogue, mm-hmm. um, even though I believe the actor's doing well and the directing is going well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I totally agree. This episode was like, while good, uh, felt more like a vibe touchstone. It her dialogue. I would say early her delivery. Are you saying her, the actual words or her delivery or both? A little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. You know. So, if you want to be super generous, you could say that she, the the actor, is playing a part, and then the character is also playing a part. So true. And maybe the the character is saying over the top things uh, to play that part. Yeah. This super zealot, this absolute zealot for Vader, which, as she reveals, she is anything but. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because Star Wars has two, I would say three different types of dialogue. One of them is like naturalistic people talking to each other, like what I would call human language, right? Um, mm-hmm. The other one is like quip, quip speak. <laughs> and then the third one is this kind of like stilted, formal, like state your name and purpose type dialogue. And it's interesting because it at this point almost feels like a stylistic choice to me because they mm-hmm. have characters who speak naturalistically. And then you have like the third sister whose dialogue is very much the like, she feels like she has... Not, like, bad prequels dialogue, but, like, she's speaking prequels, you know? Yes. Like, she has that, like... It is, it's ju- In this episode, it's juxtaposed with Roken, who I feel like is yeah. a very... Like, O'Shea Jackson is very... He feels very real, very, like, yeah. in this world, he's seamless. He's, he feels like a real person. Yeah. And, yes, and then you have... Our big bombastic characters. Yeah. Yeah, like her screaming into the breach and shit like that. I was like, okay. But obviously the actor didn't write that line and I doubt any improvisation happened. Yeah. So uh, I don't want, I'm not an online shit heel. Uh, One blames the the other people, not the actress. Uh, And the the role is good as well. Uh, It's just that like when there is some intense dialogue like that it's it is a little interesting and i i am uh my my, uh my uh, thread of uh accepting and uh stormtrooper incompetence is 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 wearing a little thin uh (laughs) that was that's the scene when they they have like that quote-unquote huge battle and it's just like 57 stormtroopers (laughs) shooting straight forward 
hitting one person. I'm like, give me death, baby. What's up? Yeah. Kill people. Well, they're me. just mar- the very British army just marching forward in ranks yeah. while firing. But, it, but like the British army, like the actual like muskets would have lit that hallway up. Yeah. So what's happening? Some so sometimes I wonder, and this is way too generous of a take. <laughs> sometimes I wonder if like in instances like this, the stormtroopers are missing as much as they think they can get away with. Cause Okay. Because like they're not okay. they're not true believers. Like we Jay, yeah. some of them are. I am a thousand percent into this. Keep going, yes. Well, because mm-hmm. like some of them probably really care, but like we haven't really like we met those stormtroopers on the transport where they were like, Yeah, I guess we're doing this. Like, they don't want to get in trouble, but I also don't think they're like counting kills. Yeah, we're murdering right. these civilians, right. blah 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 right. blah. Like probably a lot of them are in the same position that, you know, we hear someone who is like, I just couldn't do anything. So there is a principle of like if you're working in a factory that has been co-opted by fascists, like this happened with with Nazis a lot, where it's like, if they're making you build stuff, build stuff slowly and poorly. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. That's my lore now. I don't um, think it's true, but it's that's how true. I kind of get it. Is through it is not true. It's, it's not. It's a type no. of thing that like, after doing this for a long time, a lot of people will argue, like some would, ar- would argue that to us emboldened and then say no, no, it's no. obvious it's like well no you just wrote fan fiction yeah and while you might be correct it's still fan fiction it that yeah. would happen all the time with game of thrones and i wanted no. to jump off the window no 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 um right but besides that you know i thought the rest of the episode was really good uh the only issue that we're running into uh on, on a broad uh stage is the the plot is very similar to the video game Fallen Order or whatever, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which is fine. Um, and, and one can kind of look into it and be like, Darth Vader knew that this was going to happen because it just happened two years previously, you dumbass. <laughs> um, so besides yeah, that, whatever, I, I'm, it, it kind of it lightly bothers me as a hashtag gamer, but... Well, it is the, in, in like the even, second sister instead of the third sister. Is it's yeah, like... I, I forget which one it is, but I think you're right. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, I think as a gamer, it lightly annoys me. And then I like get over it and like say, who cares? But then I think about it for four beats. And I'm like, are you really that starved for story beats that like you can, you're doing anything cl- anywhere close to that? And on Obi-Wan's programming? Uh, but then I just kind of smooth brain it and go forward. Yeah. Well, that's a specific subset who actually played that game right. too. And it's, it's, pro- it's, I mean, it's a popular yeah. game. I know it was a popular game. Uh, yeah. I do like, I, I kind of like what they did. I wonder if they'll do this more going forward where they just give, cause especially since they're short seasons, mm-hmm. if they'll give just the entire season to one director because this, this is the first yeah. time they've done this with the live action because all the other the two mandos the book of Boba fett all had like multiple directors right. um and of course it's a different one of course with like shooting schedules you never know actually what order things were mm-hmm. like put together in or shot in or even conceived in a lot of mm-hmm. the time but what i would say is that this episode to me was a was half of a movie like, it didn't feel True. like a TV show. And I think it's the first time for me 
that I have had the Star Wars movie feeling. Totally, I um, agree, yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm along for the ride. Um, there's different things that are happening. They're woven together. The transitions are buttery smooth, with a couple of exceptions. But, like, yeah. if... Th- Deborah Chow has done such a good job with this show. Yeah. And everyone is doing well, but, like, if this is her kind of proving herself as a potential big franchise player, like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I'm so impressed. Give her a Game of Thrones. That's that's what we're all thinking. Uh, Let's give it up for them using flashbacks in a way that was additive to the story instead of deeply weird and confusing. I, I mean, how, anyone else get a little emotional with that opening? Yeah, uh, I was caught off guard, and I, I, I was, I was uh, unable to experience emotions when I was walking through my. To what extent is the digital de aging bad? And the short answer was not bad at all, simply because Anakin looked thirty, and I liked that better than them trying yeah. to make him look like a baby. I feel right. like they were trying to walk the line of like, right. if we go too much, it's going to yep. be, it's going to take people out of it. Cause it's going to be too obvious how much we did. Right. I feel like they probably just tried to do a little bit here and there mm-hmm. to kind of young him down. And you just have to kind of go, you go with it. Yeah. It's, it's, no, I think, I mean, space the, fantasy. Just enjoy it. Yeah. It's not as bad as, the Dexter flashbacks, uh, but also before we had a lot of good technology, flashbacks happened, and the, the, you just put the same actor mm-hmm. <laughs> in a different wig, <laughs> yeah. and so forth and so on. So that's why I was glad that if they did do some digital brushing and things like that, they didn't make them both weird and smooth. Like, yeah, uh, Anakin just kind of looked like an older Anakin, and, and shit, let's go with it. I loved yeah. it. And like we said yeah. before... We're uh, we're uh, Hayden Christensen apologists, so yep. not that he did a good job, that it's not his fault because no, no one did a good job in the previous, <laughs> even you, established actors. I um, bet that. So I was really glad to get to see him be Anakin, yeah. uh, and I heard that he watched like almost all of Clone Wars to get uh, the Anakin that people's liked. <laughs> yeah. Vibe. So yeah. Uh, it it was great to see him, and I am just. So curious what that was like for him and like the fact that they even had to have fight choreography, right? And had to like Mm -hmm. make sure to sell it and it was good. I was really caught off guard by how much that worked, the whole thing. I bet that was very emotionally satisfying for them to shoot together. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, the little snippets that we're getting here and there are that it was. uh, And I hope, I hope so. And you know, uh, Hayden Christensen has, like, entered uh, a new phase of hot, which I really respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no <laughs> idea how old he is. I think he's, like, maybe a couple years older than me. Um, but I, I'm i here for it. I've heard he would become a uh, 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 a Darth Vader whenever, he, yeah. or an Anakin whenever he's into it. Uh, he loves it. Which, which of course, one could be uh, uh, cynical about it. Be like, well, yeah, he's an actor. He wants a consistent role. But, like, would you want to deal with Star Wars fans when you were this character? Because we literally have a night and day situation of Jake Lloyd 
basically becoming broken psychologically and having yeah. PTSD and trauma from and outright leaving quitting acting. acting. Yeah. 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 And then we have Hayden Christensen going through a very similar thing, but being older, of course, so able to weather it. And he was uh, traditionally attractive. So he was given other roles. So yeah. I just, it feels like, you know, we were able to catch one before who knows what horrible thing happened. Yeah. It was, um, I liked it so it was a little bit on the nose as not a framing device but like an interstitial like foil to the action that was happening um but i i was not mad at it i thought like Mm -hmm. even though it was kind of one-to-one what was happening the fact that obi so obi-wan learned from they both learned from that experience which is interesting and for a while they were both acting like they hadn't learned from it Mm -hmm. um which was great. I, I loved seeing the two of them as, you know, in as Jedi interacting with each other, having a little bit more um, kind of warmth, like right at the end uh, towards each other. I wish there'd been a little bit more, like one of the things that I do get it in Clone Wars, it really seems like they like each other. <laughs> <laughs> and even in this, like it, it kind of just seems like they don't, like each other like clearly clearly you know they care for or at least about each right, other a lot right. mm-hmm. but like they they didn't feel like buds right because this is this is when uh, uh anakin is still the padawan and he really, yeah. really wants to become uh something better so there is this little bit of like why are you holding me back yeah and we get a little kissy of how he was in attack of the clones where he's just mm-hmm. kind of like Oh, he wants just jealous. And shit yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Darth Vader fight? Holy shit. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, go ahead, Jane. No, no, no. I just, um, I, I was just saying, like, let's get into it. It's, let's just get into it. Yeah. So it's, let me talk, you know, it's, we open on that scene, obviously, emotions, cut to, again, the, as Jane talked about, the cuts, it's Vader on the bridge, supposedly reminiscing. <laughs> about that he's like damn and that one time he makes reva grand inquisitor they show up on jabim and send down the battalions yeah and um she's almost always right is the thing and vader's like i'm gonna do it my way and that tends to you know mm-hmm. lead and that, to some uh, of the issues later yeah they, they get trapped in the base because reva activates lola who sabotages the base and makes the everything seal shut. Like the Her eyes doors. going from blue to red. I was like, ooh. So scary. So yeah. subtle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think it's like an imp- imperial mandate? Like everything oh, yeah, totally. we do has to be red lighting? Mm-hmm. Anything, any it's kind like, of... uh, this makes really bad spy droids. Sorry. It's how we do it. Our lasers are red. Our robot's eyes are red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. I love that, Tim. And like the, so we're going to implant this on the... They get the, the droid, and then and they they show a demo, and like someone's like, the eyes, the eye lights just turned red. Yes, then, cool, it, isn't it? It's like yeah, no, but isn't it that feels like, like it's <laughs> the Empire's marketing and PR yeah. team. It's like, well, as you know, our color is red X seven six six three. I don't really know if those are what the colors called. I mean, anything. fascism relies a lot on branding, like, yeah. and it, it's true. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like. But won't they just see that and just know instantly something's wrong with the? No, no, they're characters in Star Wars. No, they'll never, they'll never see it coming. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is uh, uh, continuing the vibe of that each episode of the show kind of follows the movies. Uh, yeah. This is instead of going to Jabim, it's very much similar to the Hoth vibe where mm-hmm. they, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 homages as as opposed right. to like straight up one to ones. But uh, we're continuing that vibe here and like with like recreations of shots for shots of like Star Destroyers coming into mm-hmm. the frame and like stabbing into a planet as as from the camera angle and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated the premise that the time. To- so it. It was very elegant in terms of establishing why this does not represent immediate safety because it's like why don't you just put lay on a ship and then you just hop and you go um back and then she's safe and obi-wan goes back um and it's resource constraints and it's the fact that they have to wait their turn that's That's, true that's a type of stakes that felt very elegant to deploy it's that like you aren't like you might be the most important people in the universe but you're not the most important people in the universe it's right, a very egalitarian right. type of stakes. You can't turn to the other characters and be like, uh, we're much higher than the co- on the call sheet than these motherfuckers. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, a thing that kind of has getting lost, I feel like, in modern shows and things like that is uh, it's it's like the, the response to it is like, oh, so you want to like uh, see all the travel time? Like it came up with Game of Thrones all the time, but... The fact that this is a, the their stakes here, yeah. and their stakes here simply because in this instant, they are following the rules of Star Wars travel, which are already kind of wibbly and wobbly, but they're using pre right. you know established things to the to to ratchet up the tension, to make you know character choices make sense, to make the world r- real, all positives. Wherein, whenever people talk about like breaking it for the for when the script calls for it it like very much feels like just like getting rid of all tension and thinking that oh you're just nitpicking when it's like no look how beautiful see when it's used right see this is why it was cool and things like that yeah, it's always much easier to be evil efficiently than it is to be good efficiently that is true actually because when you're good e- Everyone has sort of their own needs and motivations, and all of those have to be weighed. When you're evil, you're Vader, you can unilaterally do stuff. So Totally. That's a good mm-hmm. point. And also, uh, just kind of, you know, set up. This episode was a lot of setups and knockdowns. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of them was he gets a message from Bale, Organa, but like, hey, uh, where, where the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> and uh, if you, if I don't hear from you, I'm going. Which I feel like you shouldn't say this. He's uh, like, like I'm gonna go see the, the boy other big secret on <laughs> yeah. Tatooine with yeah. Owen. Wink. You're like you dumb fucker. Yeah. Like, hey, I hope you're done taking care of that big secret we share. I if you don't get back to me, I'm gonna hear. It. I'm gonna go deal with the other big secret that we share. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I rolled my eyes at that one, and. Uh, Still curious what the next episode's gonna be. Yeah. But I uh, bail, you dumb fucker. Yeah. I you know what, there is a moment in the Vader comics which I think is presented as the moment when he learns about Luke. But, but. I would not be surprised if they kind of roll that back a little bit and they're like, We want this to happen in live action. <laughs> Cause <laughs> you know. Um 
some other interesting things that happened during the, I guess, the siege slash preparation phase Mm -hmm. um, is that um, he has a heart to heart with Tala, or I guess she has a heart to heart at him. He just kind of does his like stilted, (laughs) stilted emotional thing. But like she, I kind of can understand why she did it. Not just as like a character setup thing for later (laughs) in the episode, but um, just to be like, It's kind of like shaking him, like you need to you need to activate, bud. Um, like like we we need like Obi Wan. <laughs> like we yeah, don't it's like we, you're a motherfucking Jedi. Yeah, you're, and a war criminal. Get yeah, in there. Yeah, you're you you are a general. <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they they were especially the original. They were throwing that. They were throwing generals, general ranks around right. left and right. Just right. I, I forget. You're I think, somebody everybody knows. Are you famous? I think, You're a general. I actually think that Ahsoka might have been a gen. No, sh- I forget. Anyway, I feel like all Jedi are generals. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Because they know? they have their own. Yeah. Um, they'll have like their own clone battalion. Um, <laughs> even though she was like no. 14. Wait, anyway, yeah. Other yeah. other issues. Um, <laughs> so uh, she sort of says here is why i am fighting um and she was basically made complicit in a war crime um and she felt powerless to prevent um the extermination of several families of force sensitive Mm -hmm. people um and she decided to do something about it uh yeah yep i think that that makes sense i think that would turn most people with a heart and Mm -hmm. uh you know the quote-unquote real world analogs it's uh pretty straightforward yeah uh but yeah you know it's i think seeing the turned imperial will be consistently good and i like it um i uh i enjoyed the yet again we have like another jedi scrawling wall and Mm -hmm. you know the maniacs on twitter and on the blogosphere and content creators have like translated so much of it and and saw they who figured was here out whose lightsabers those were i feel like i feel like those yeah. are specific man yeah so y'all nerds are something else yeah <laughs> like, we, we so, have a road uh, trip later today so i'm i'm gonna read all that later hell yeah <laughs> uh, i i i'm only I'm a, I'm a scream crush guy uh so he went through and tried to figure out who they were there was like uh two that he recognized one of them was the actual lightsaber he owns and he couldn't like I forget what the other one was, but he's like they probably just went to a prop closet and grabbed the top right, 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 of right, right. Don't uh, don't read too much into it. Yeah, but apparently um, one of these kids is Corin Horn. Uh, you know who that is, everybody. What a name, Corin Horn, <laughs> my favorite uh, Star Wars character from the no longer canon X Wing series, and he's in like. Tons of fun. he's like a he's in a lot of different books. He's in Rogue Squadron. He's in the Jedi ones. Yeah. He has his own book. Oh, it's rad. He talked about ha- having sex with a cat girl one time. Woo! We love Corn Horn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think <laughs> Tim referencing characters from other media like Cal Kestis lap is be my fa- new favorite bit. I feel like. <laughs> His wife was hot, and her dad had a decommissioned Star Destroyer as, like, a bounty hunter black market space or something like that. That was sick. Very cool. Uh, (laughs) uh, Obi decides he's going to try and stall a little bit from them shooting down the walls and talk to Reva. And they have their little conversation on the other side of the door. And it's revealed something, you know, we talked about 
uh, early what we, we, we th- from the first episode was she was one of the younglings mm-hmm. at yeah. the temple during Order 66. Yep. But uh, it is also revealed she's not fully turned. She is doing everything she's done to try and gain Vader's confidence so she can get close enough to yeah. kill him herself. And for a second, I was like, okay, Tim, does is, is this going against your... Um, please don't give her a redemption. And for a second, I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah. But they're not. No. She's like, I would have, yeah, I'm going to kill those kids. I'll do whatever. I'll kill any motherfucker to kill Darth Vader. So yeah. to that extent, I, I'm still with it. I'm still yeah. with her. Um, yeah. I would not have liked, yeah, it would not have been good if she's like, we're on the same side. Let's work yeah. together. It's like, no, yeah. you've done, you've done horrible atrocities to get right. where you are. It was dangerously been, close to that for me for a second. But again, yeah. that's a little bit of one's right. own uh, paranoia versus just sit down and watch the program till the end. Yeah. I, um, it, again, it, it featured some of this like stilted prequel style dialogue. I think, you know, I think what it is is that I've started to hear that as like the Jedi accent. Like that's just how they talk to each other. Yeah, totally, it's like totally. the Jedi slash yeah. diplomat. Like they just like speak in like opera transcription. Somehow. Yeah. Well, his accent though, Tim, you made a comment about it, and I feel like it really stood out in this yep. episode when he does his little speech to everyone yeah. about like he's like, I understand. Yeah. You're, like, you're <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I almost wish I didn't say it because. It's so weird to hear him talk. Like you, you watch episode one of this show. You're like, hell yeah, Obi's back, baby. He talks like a weirdo. We love it. I yeah. love how he talks. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. you see him talk to more people who aren't in the prequels, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I still think it's. I guess I still think it's good, but it's definitely one of those things that it, it sticks out a little bit. Where everyone's like, bro. We're in the the hinterlands of Star Wars content. <laughs> we're so close to a new hope. Chill. It's like, but we're closer to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. I appreciated. I, I don't know that I thought that the conversation itself was especially well revealed, but I like this as a story, and I yeah. like this as her motivation, and I like the idea that coming out of a trauma like Order sixty six. You end up with people who get different things out of it and choose different approaches. And some of those approaches involve the willingness to do war crimes in order to <laughs> to mm-hmm. sort of do what you want. I liked the idea that someone might want to kill Vader, not necessarily altruistically, but at the end of the day, killing Vader is like so important to the universe that it's almost like if you have one really competent person doing whatever it takes to kill vader uh that like obviously is not great in terms of her conduct but probably is more important than like people doing it ineffectively (laughs) over a really long period of time I get the impression like she wouldn't if she succeeded, she wouldn't it wouldn't be like a kill Vader and now I can rest. And she would go she would just she would kill Vader and just take his spot. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah. it it goes. I I agree. I disagreed with you at first, but then I remembered we're in Star Wars and she is probably uh, tainted by uh, capital D, capital S, dark side forces. Right. So Mm -hmm. even if she think she can do this it very much might be a situation yeah. where jedi 
uh, training 101 is like, if you kill Darth Vader weirdly the way that you're going to kill him, you, that is bad. And you will go to the dark. That's like going to be your right. turning point. It's like, I don't know if you're strong enough to do yeah. this type shit. So, but, that, but who knows? I think she's just going to die. But uh, and oh, I meant, I, I, meant- I, I don't think here's my prediction. I do not think Darth Vader is going to die. No, thanks. So. No, no. I meant like in her, like if if we were to envision a hypothetical timeline where she succeeds, mm-hmm. because it's she does also has no love for the Jedi of old. Yeah, she has the whole like, where were you? And yeah. You could be like, well, to be fair, I was on Utapau riding a lizard along yeah. a cliff wall. Like, you know, <laughs> I was sorry. ending the goddamn war. <laughs> yeah, I was killing General Grievous. And Santa told no one to come save you. I mean, but pro- I saved more lives doing that. Probably night. what happens is that I mean. Her and Palpatine, or sorry, her and Vader are not so substantially different in terms of their motivations and methods that Palpatine couldn't just do with her what he did with Vader. So true. Like, so like true. It, it, it probably wouldn't be all that different, to be honest, except that she doesn't have, like, you know, kids. I could see her very much. She wants revenge on Vader, but I could also see as like a secondary one she's gotten that. I could see a all-consuming desire for power taking her over because this is someone who her her weak her most ter- terrible moment her moment of trauma she was basically you know at her most powerless right. right and she had to the whole like i felt the whole thing you've seen it before of hiding amongst dead bodies and how awful that would be and yeah. just uh i could see her in her mind like first i'm gonna get revenge and then it's get to a point where it's like i'm gonna be so fucking powerful no one will ever fuck with me again i'll never feel like i felt that day Right. And the best way to do that, I could see, a, I could see, uh, this is me again. Extra, this right. isn't you know, going to happen, but I'm saying in her mind, I don't see this as a, I'm going to get my revenge and then retire. I yeah. could see it being like, now it's about a power. She, she would just be another Vader. She would just be, you know. Yeah. Like that is what ended up being really interesting to me is that I think the, the main reason why Vader was able to clock her <laughs> was <laughs> because like his motivations are, virtually identical his origins his insecurity his inability to protect his mom because of various you know totally like yeah i feel like they've added the we got you out of the gutter line almost explicitly to be like you're like anakin to me Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um so one thing that we did i think skip chronologically is the reason that obi-wan needed to buy time is because um someone needed to go and look in the vents to try and rewire everything um and they're like we can't fit in there (laughs) and leia's like i'm gonna i'm gonna give me a ladder give me a ladder yeah (laughs) which this was a a bit too precocious for me but you know what uh she's still doing her job well and unless I mis unless I am misremembering this, one thing I like was I believe. Of course, some of the other adults were like, "Well, I, I believe Obi Wan though was immediately like, yeah, just let her do.' It. Like he's yeah. learned. He's yeah. like, no, she's yeah. gonna do it. So That's just yeah. help her." Also, but she takes for fucking ever. Maybe you should have sent a shorter engineer. And that's well, what I'm saying. Okay, so this, okay, short humans. That, that scene, though, too, touched on a thing of there are different tropes. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. Tropes are okay. Tropes are fun. They're tropes, tropes for a reason. Um, there's one I see a lot in movies. You see a lot in movie show that I just one time want this exchange to happen. I want how long until you could do the blah, blah, blah. It's going to take me an hour. You got 15 minutes and everyone <laughs> just stops there. I want one time the, the first person to come back and be like, no, that's not how this works. Right. Like, I can't just magically do it I in a fourth the time. I'll try. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to do a Windows update? They did forever. <laughs> right. 
So here is why I liked this so much. It's because we have had so many straight episodes of firefights with Leia running around and having, <laughs> and having to like sort of scoop her and because she becomes like a... <laughs> It's like you don't write a character holding a coffee mug because then you have to make sure that the, nobody gestures with both hands, right? Yeah. Um, well, by putting uh, by putting her kind of in a cupboard for a little while, we could have all of these action scenes that didn't have to be about scooping up Leia and bringing her from one location to yeah, another. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, sorry, you reminded me about carrying the coffee mug. Have you guys watched Trailer Park Boys? I have not. There's a character that in every single scene carries a rum and coke. And there's like a scene where they get in a car accident. And the first thing you see is him holding his rum and coke. Like his <laughs> hand with his rum and coke comes out. Uh, hilarious show. Thank very you. Excellent. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, and then so after like the wall, we have our the shoot and run where they're shooting each other through the halls. And yeah, it was a little awkward when they're coming through the door. It's like they're just marching forward shooting. Yeah. And everyone's just it's like. Y'all couldn't have taken. You had time. You could have like gotten behind crates or big boxes. Or there was one dude that had like a shield. A shield, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, this guy knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. And they did a lot. You know, that shield did a lot of work protecting everyone in the room. And you know, obviously, Obi Wan Kenobi was able to reflect a ton of it, and that's most likely the quote unquote yeah. reason and logic for why they survived. But again, it was like. Where's our stakes, baby? Give it to me. Kill these people. Um, I did really appreciate the transition between the heart to heart between Obi Wan, um, and the third sister and this fight, which is basically like they're both leaning against a wall, and then she just like sticks her lightsaber through the yes. wall and almost guts him. And I was yeah. like, ooh, we love it. Many like, chefs. Like they could have got in any time. They were just shooting the wall to to make us piss. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, that was that was very good. Um, yeah. Every and it's also too like Obi Wan is doing his lightsaber kata to uh, to defend versus you know the uh, using your lightsaber to attack and you will always lose if you use your lightsaber to attack and shit like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it was good stylistically for sure. But I I I uh, I feel for uh, any Star Wars director that has to yeah. make these hurdles believe, believe, uh, look believable. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't egregious. It was yeah. just one of those things. And, and again, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem of our new Disney overlords of everything is either a Marvel show or a Disney show. So now it's just a, or a Star Wars show. So we kind of have to be like, how does this fit with the rest of it? Or do, will these tropes, which we normally like, uh, will they wear thin on us and things like that? Yeah. Not egregious and definitely not like an online plot yeah. hole nitpicky thing. Just kind of mm -hmm. a personal, you're listening to this podcast and I'm telling you as a friend. Yeah. Um, the tide of the battle begins to turn in the um, Imperial's favor. Everyone's falling back. There's a lot of chaos. One um, person dies, yeah. Yeah, one person Two. dies. Two! Well, oh, one person dies up front. Well, oh, you're yeah. Yeah, um... And then how how is every three people die? How dare you? How how is everybody going to get to safety? Someone needs to do something. Um, and uh, our Ned girl B. and that's how yeah. I guess Intala, but also Ned B. I know. Um, that moment was so heartbreaking. So <laughs> heartbreaking. She was like she. 
I don't know if her wound was fatal, but I think she recognized that, like, it was fatal without a type yeah. of treatment that she wasn't going to be able to get. Right, yeah. It's, it's like they did the whole, she, like, blood. looked down at her blood, like, the blood yeah. from her wound. And, and, I, feel like that's, I feel like that's movie language for, yeah. like, I'm, I'm gonna die no matter and, what. And Ned be shielding her with mm. his butt. Them having that moment uh, of, like, her, like, cradling her her cradling Nedby's yeah. face as they like recognized. I was like, oh my god, to... they're gonna kiss. Where's this backstory? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god, they're they're like best fr- like the the way that that relationship like yeah. deepened in like two seconds. Oh, and Obi Wan realizing what was about to happen and being like, no. But it's like Obi Wan, like, come on, come on. you you know what's gonna happen. I... I have definitely become a jaded bad person because as soon as everything started happening, it's like, all right, here it comes. We're going to get the muted slowdown and director, stop doing it. It's it. It, it works. It's effective. But we got to come up with a, a different way to do it. <laughs> Directors, <And> I, don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. I love it. I'm still a sucker for it. But I do love, again, another lovely Star Wars trope is that the best way to get a door to be in the opposite position of what it is. Yes. If you want it closed and it's open, or if it's closed and you you know want it open, <laughs> shoot, shoot the, the panel. panel. Dude. <laughs> like, Dude. Yeah, that rocked. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's so... It's good every time. It's good. Never change time. that. That that part's mm-hmm. right. So, and- yeah, then which we see the uh, fucking... Uh, uh, the end-all-to-be-all terror weapon, a thermal detonator, which, like, in the movies... I don't know if I've ever seen a movie use one... Uh, in a quote unquote normal way, because in and maybe it's just because I played too many of the video games where you'd equip like you have three thermal detonators and they're just like a normal grenade that you just lob. Right. Because whenever yeah. someone brings that shit out, it's like, is this gonna blow up everything? Oh my god. Yeah, this is a plot grenade. Yeah, but- and the, the explosion was huge, <laughs> so you know that makes sense. So and and just while we're on the subject of Tala, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when Obi Wan, so when um. We have a moment early in the episode where, like, Leia just scampers off and, like, gives Tala a hug and starts mm-hmm. talking to her. Mm-hmm. And then there's a moment afterwards when they reunite after she's been killed. And mm-hmm. um, she asks about Tala. And then you see her kind of realize that, like, Tala has been killed. And it made me realize that Tala is a character in the Obi-Wan show, but what really hurt my heart about it was realizing that Leia had a role model. Like Leia yeah. had a strong woman in her life who laid down her life for a rebellion, you know, like fighting to protect vulnerable people from fascism. Um, and that Leia seemed, even though they didn't know each other for very long, Leia seemed to like really love her. And yeah. knowing that, like it it was more for me a deepening of like leia's character and motivations for sure for sure um and maybe it's just like i don't want to say as a woman but like (laughs) it it was just meaningful to know that she had a role model who was like inspiring this in her and then she Mm -hmm. became an inspiration to everyone else um Mm -hmm. that like it, it always, like, quote-unquote, starts with one person, but it doesn't really, because we're all 
kind of reacting to things that have happened in our lives. So right, right, that- yeah, no, totally, because it's it, whenever that uh, a woman gets killed in right. a Disney product, it's typically uh, to further a, a man's. Um, emotional journey yeah but we we know what obi-wan is and you know this is a situation where they're like no people do die and it's just because you've seen this trope too much uh done right. the wrong way that it puts one on edge where it's like no no these are professional actors right. and they're like good storytellers therefore any character right. can do anything right uh and I think they are doing a really good job, like kind of setting up why Leia rules in the future. Yeah. And more explicitly, this mm-hmm. is why you don't go run away in the forest when your parents tell you not to. This is, <laughs> yeah. This is like it's the domino meme. It's pre- being precocious and wanting to climb trees <laughs> and blowing up a Death Star or something. You know, what? I wonder if the entire time that Leia was on uh, Endor, she was kind of like, okay, these this rules. <laughs> like, I love being in the forest. <laughs> I can't wait to go back there. <laughs> yeah, this is no, way better a, than the Senate. A- anyway, it, yeah. I, I And I also think this is the part where Ewan McGregor gets to do the most acting yeah. uh, the show is giving him so far. And I think he does a good job, I will say, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. throughout all of it. And um, I had no idea when this episode was going to end. I thought it was going to end five different times because i didn't look at the time and and things like that and this is like how you said before it's like a little movie uh, or like a piece of a movie and that is extremely true because we get like pat was saying things set up and knocked down so consistently that like i cannot believe we didn't end the episode like here or we didn't end the episode here Mm -hmm. or there uh because they're like no no no, we have the doors closed yeah oh my god on obi's face like it could have i mean it would have been very short like i'm glad they didn't there's more to resolve (laughs) but like that could have been a Right. Good cliffhanger. Like, I was really surprised we even had the third sister versus Darth Vader this episode. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Because then, so they they feel like they're trapped. They haven't opened the doors, and Obi Wan kind of has this like realization. He's like, "We we're we're aft. If I don't, we got. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do?" He's calculating. He's taking all the information he's got, and he decides to surrender, turn himself in, and he gives over. He gives Haja his communicator. His which again, Haja's there by the way. You know, yeah, yeah. I didn't mention that Hosh is there. Too. Yeah, because I also like that he says he got in a fight with the scary Inquisitor lady. Not that she just like <laughs> forced put him up against the wall and like threw him and down. Then like, just like yeah. yielded him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I can make a lot of money off these people. <laughs> yeah, I do like I like I like his character. Kumail's charming. He decides he's going to turn himself in, but not for the reason that mm-hmm. Vader thinks he is going to do it totally totally um i think the most effective uh use of that like prequelsy sort of language of great import was when they escort um obi-wan to the third sister and she's like kind of gloating about like ha 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 all of this and he's like no 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 you know you aren't bringing him to me um you are what is that line it's a I'm weird line, him, but it works. It works yeah. so you're, good. You're not bringing him to me. I'm bringing, bringing him, him to you. you. Yeah. And it's like, but also, it also shows Obi-Wan recognizing the threat that Anakin represents, like, existentially mm-hmm. to the entire world. And, like, even though he doesn't agree with her methods, he agrees that if she is successful, the world will be much better for it. Yeah. It, it what's funny is I really like that line, and it, it is cheesy, but 
to I feel like right before it was a very prequelsy. Her the way she like delivered the line of like inform Lord Vader, Obi Wan is ours or something like that. Yeah. That stood out. Was very. It's like who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's why stormtroopers' helmets are like that because they roll their eyes constantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then. Okay. All right. Um, I like this episode. I like to like things. I like to like things. Yeah. But the decision of send him back with just two guards into the uh, into the room and close the door, separating him from the whole battalion. I don't. Uh, well, I, I mean, she. I guess maybe she did that on purpose. Yeah. Knowing he would break free and yeah. kind of pull Vader. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes okay. Never. Just to ignore what I said. But it also goes back to the most ineffective soldiers in the world because. Right. He's like cuffed, and he still manages to take them two out. And <laughs> right, I I sort of read that because like she has no reason to want him to actually be res- like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this does kind of come down to a thing where, um, oh, she's like, if I try and kill him, it will not work, and he's like, no, 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 it'll work because he'll be so distracted with me that yes. um you'll be able to do it. And spoiler alert. It, that does not work and he, <laughs> yeah. he basically like so here's the thing I t- obviously i do not endorse her methods but mm-hmm. it almost does feel like if she was if she had a little bit more time she might have been successful at some point then obi-wan mm-hmm. ruins the whole thing yeah like in another world where they both fought darth vader together who right. knows but it feels like Obi doesn't want to. So. Yes, that that's the thing. It doesn't feel like he's like, I really have to make sure that Leia gets home. It kind of feels like he just doesn't want to deal with it. Because yeah, like, why would a two-on-one be... fight not be better than... Right. And, and, and Darth Vader says something of like, he was wise to use you as a weapon or something like that yeah. against me. And it's like, yeah, that is what Obi did. And it's like yeah. really smart, but it's like, we're not used to seeing a star war character and especially a star war jedi doing something like this where it's like i don't give a fuck if you die you're a bad person he did everything correctly right. but when you're watching yeah. the star wars logic programs for a second you're like oh no we're supposed to see that as bad i think uh uh even though the only thing he could have done better would have been to fight darth vader with the third sister but it definitely felt like the third sister's like I'm not teaming up with you, you dumbass. Well, <laughs> do you it, think? Sorry, go ahead. How, I was gonna say, how how many levels of chess was he played? Do you think it's a he was more straightforward initially, like maybe I die here, but maybe I take down Vader and it helps people, or was it I'm gonna help bring Vader to you? You're gonna make your move. I'm gonna use that to get us out of here. True. You look at it either way. I think I yeah. I do technically think that even if it was that extra layer of 4D chess, I think. It's somewhat invalidated because I I feel like we're still um, seeing the the dust being shaking off Obi Wan, and yeah. we also need him to put that dust right back on and yeah. go to Tatooine. <laughs> so there is a part of me that feels that he takes uh, a chicken shit way out parentheses yeah. uh, uh, positive, mm-hmm. um, where one can you know. Uh, uh, justify it to yourself but again you know it's a completely an in in the right. world logical thing to do it absolutely is because he so it's like a it almost read like a personal betrayal but True. a like 
social victory. Like, right. Like, like she, I should be the one killing Anakin type stuff, but, you know, right, right mm-hmm. now it's better to defend, i.e. take Leia home than... Yeah, and, and all of the other people, because it was like 150... Yeah, so, yeah. So, somewhere, Which, somewhere around there. So, like, yes, getting them out. It was an interesting choice. It was not a traditional hero's choice. A traditional sure. hero would have stayed and yeah. two on one to Vader. Totally. Um, right. But he is defensive, and also like, I don't know. I I like that I saw that, and I was like, really, Obi Wan? Like, yeah. this this brainwashed, like, anger filled youngling. You're like tossing her behind you like Caltrop so that you can scoop. <laughs> like, hey, she's already broken the dark side. I don't have a council anymore to fix this. Yeah. So not my problem. <laughs> Excellent metaphor. So yeah, but Lo- so I like I did like Lo- evil Lola's little attack against Leia just just like nudging her like right. like what are she you didn't doing? Use her freaking fire or her saw. It must have been yeah. deep Lola programming. But yeah, Leia finds finds the evil bug and rips it out, and then they fix it, and the doors open, and then everyone rushes to the shuttle. Again, it's like once you already just been on the shuttle ready to go the moment right. the doors open but okay yeah, it's fine point. it's fine cuz we needed haja we had to have haja running and drop the communicator okay yeah. that was the reason mm-hmm. it's okay it's fine uh, i do i i watched this episode twice cuz like is there a second shuttle cuz i didn't see it the first time dude there, i have no there, idea there what are, happens here i would love to okay, hear what I, the here, fuck there happens. are two shuttles there are two shuttle ships tim there's one much more in the foreground and prominent there is one behind it it's like the, about the same type of ship okay you don't actually see people they do. This is again directing. Good job. You don't actually see people getting on the one you think. Okay, but it, that's the one that's more front and center. Yeah. Okay. Vader comes in. I love what they're doing with Vader in the series. He's scary as fuck. So menacing. The ship takes off. He pulls the fucking ship out of the sky with the force and then rips the walls off of it. <laughs> so like that so was good. horrifying in a great way. And then immediately, like as he's doing that, the other one takes off that was behind it. There is a ship in the background behind it. You can see if, when okay, the gotcha. other one's taking off. So For, they, it was the way that it was framed. I was like, was that other one inside the other ship? But no, yeah. that that makes yeah. so much more sense. It makes yeah. sense that they did their homework too. Right. Like yeah. it felt earned. It felt like a little cheesy, yeah. but like also very satisfying because yeah, the, this is the something, CG wasn't very good. Like Anakin is not. Obi-Wan knows Anakin so well <laughs> that he's like, mm-hmm. okay, if we take off in front of him, he's just going to rip the ship back down and do that. We're all going to be on the second ship. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he can do that? Like, I don't know, I think so. Reva just should have been maybe a 30 seconds sooner on her attempt because he's kind of already like seen the other ship take off and he's not really exerting himself with the force at that point. And yeah. then she True. makes her move. And I'm kind of rushed to it because I want to talk because I thought the choreography for this fight was, it was so awesome. was good so menacing so the, even excellent his whole the the one i love just stuff that people think about i think it's just such an interesting art form choreography it's, it's not a thing just to do it but to visualize it because right. it's stuff because we've seen so many fight we've seen so many like martial arts fights mm-hmm. sword fights laser, laser but when people find new things to do i just find that so yeah. enjoyable to consume and the whole thing of vader like when she strikes and he like is at her hand blocking and he's kind of like rotating his hand and the lightsaber's rotating with it and like flips her around. You know, like kind yeah, of using it was very much momentum. like young uh, learner fights aged master and the aged master is able to yeah. dodge. Yeah. It was totally that type of martial arts trope, but they added the force to it. So instead of him having to like 
you know, tap her her wrist and elbows. He just moves his hand a little bit and flips it. It was really cool. And I think, you know, it, it was in that moment. It was like, okay, this is seeing what Anakin learned uh, from the yes. flashbacks. Is yeah. He's being extremely defensive, but in his own way, where he defends. He just, like, does small, slight actions, which is always a and, way to show, like, yeah. a mastery of fighting versus her feral uh, strikes and she even does the um, the windmill lightsaber thing. It's like mm-hmm. this is lame. <laughs> yeah. It, um. So the way that Vader is presented is always like an immovable object, an unstoppable force. He, mm-hmm. Like it's like stone grinding on stone. You know, like he doesn't have to do a lot of flashy stuff because he can just stop you. <laughs> Yeah. He can lift you, he can tear you in half, he can do all of this stuff. Um, him uh, getting the lightsaber off of her, breaking it in half, and tossing half back at right. her. I was right. like, this This is the thing that all of the pieces of media from Clone Wars through Obi-Wan and sort of mm-hmm. beyond are doing. Are They are adding Anakin's characterization to vader because that's an anakin thing that's like knowing that he has her cornered but still like wanting the fight right Mm -hmm. it's like i'm bored we killed too many of the jedi let's go one in the fight but to like just really drive the point home it's like you are not on my level yeah right exactly it works on so many levels human it's a human thing for vader to do because, right. like, if Vader is just this all-knowing guy, he doesn't need to do that. He can just chop her head off. But, like, he is un- he is angry. And he is, you know, going through something. And this is how that manifests. I just thought it was mm-hmm. very interesting. The choreography, like you said, great. So good. So good. So really, really surprised how good it was. Um, if it, it, The fight choreography between... Anakin and Obi-Wan was really good. The fight choreography here was really good. And I'm like, nice job. Nice job. Uh, did not expect uh, s- such consistency on that. And especially because sometimes lightsaber fighting, um, the-, the flash is often because they're holding a glow stick um, mm-hmm. in the in the new media. And I thought it would- they did such a great job in the yeah. way that like he gave her the lightsaber just to take it away and like i could kill you and i the only thing that um didn't work for me as much as i would have liked it to is anakin as a horror movie character uh it like it should have worked but i it felt like the lighting and the the yeah. sort of pacing of the editing didn't quite and i think because was he, I, I guess he was still using his blue lightsaber blue is not very stereotypically mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever color lightsaber he had, um, isn't stereotypically, like, a scary color. Uh, or I can't remember exactly why it didn't work exactly. Oh, wait, in Reva's flashback when she was, yeah. the fact that he was using, I forget, did he use a blue in Revenge? He still used a blue. Yeah, he still used yeah. blue. In- yeah, that's his second lightsaber because he, he gets it broken earlier. But yeah. I don't remember if they, like, here's a red one. We're evil now. We had this waiting for you. <laughs> Pretty sure he has, uh, like, he make, doesn't he make his, his lightsaber in the comic book, I assume? Who's to say? I think yeah, I'm sure. a lot of people can say. They've, I'm sure they've told us how Darth Vader um, is lightsaber. I appreciated Vader basically say the the line like it was wise of him to use you against me. Yes, so is good, so good because it's still like laying out the fact that they are playing chess with each other. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it really like it nails was that thing home of like yeah, like we we're saying before, like 
Obi, no, you you did a, a, a bad idea here. If Darth Vader is happy about it, we are not. Even though two seconds ago, it was like, Obi, this makes 100% sense. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, Vader wanted this, therefore it's bad. And Vader complimented it, more importantly. Right. Therefore, it's a, 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 a mark against your honor. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it was so interesting. And then, of course, we had the question of, like, the Inquisitor is still alive in Rebels. So, <laughs> yeah. he, like, clearly he's not, like, dead, dead. So he comes brother. striding out. And talk about this, like, stilted, like, floral imperial style dr- yes. dialogue. But, like, on but him, perfect. on him, it's, like, canonically he continues to speak that way. So, like, I love it. chef kisses. I, yeah, he's Essentially... Perfect. I like that essentially he comes back and you can sum up his monologue like, did you really think I'd leave all this scenery unchewed? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, he rules. I'm so glad he's back. I'm so glad he didn't rip open his belly and be like, it's robot shit like the girl from <laughs> Mandalorian. Uh, I was disappointed was that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, here it comes. That's what we love. Yeah. No, that was he so He went good. and visited Thundercat on Tatooine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A young Thundercat, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, oh uh, yeah this was uh, so good, and I felt like this episode was also doing a lot of heavy lifting, patching up the quote-unquote plot holes, even though they're not mm-hmm. really plot holes. It's like, wait, how the fuck did you know that that's Anakin? He wouldn't have said Anakin. He would not have. He would not say Anakin. Uh, and he's like, oh, I saw him. That's why. And it's like, yeah. okay, wait. You can't kill a Grand Inquisitor. He's in the Rebels. Like, see? He's back, baby. Yeah. So everything's really tied up. Now we just mm-hmm. have to figure out how I mean, uh, Obi-Wan goes back to being depressed well, and in the... I mean, we can go it. into... I feel like I have a... Megan obviously could be wrong. I feel like I have a kind of a good handle on what the finale is going to be. And one one thing about my prediction that I'm like scared if it's true. So, because it ends, Riva stabbed through the gut. They leave her to die. Of course, she's not going to because she finds the communicator and sees Bale's message about mentioning multiple children and one on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So I imagine the show will and then the show, it ends with a, a shot, a, an ominous shot of a sleeping Anakin or sleeping Luke. Luke. Yeah, I I'd imagine the sixth episode is going to culminate in Obi-Wan versus Reva on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah, I'm really curious because it feels like that was a um, clo- a good close to her arc. So is it Reva going to do revenge on Obi-Wan or is she going to use one last trick to get Darth Vader in there? Is she going to use a trick to get Obi-Wan to help her to double fight Darth Vader? Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, I think... They also ended the episode with uh, them telling Obi-Wan that their hyperdrive is down. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. and that felt like one too many plot points. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, and uh, not necessarily a negative thing, but it was like, I'm, I can't hold all these plot points uh, uh, type meme situation. So I have, I have, I think you're right, Pat, but I, but the addition of our hyperdrive is down. I'm quite confused. Yeah. So I actually have no, like, normally at the end of this, I want to be like, oh, I wonder what will happen this episode. I'm just like, yeah, tell me what happens. Like, mm-hmm. you, because they have yeah. basically, like, laid out all this, like, huge toolkit that they totally. have. And totally. it's like, I don't know what they're they're going to do with it, but I'm right, very because, interested like, to see. Darth Vader can't, well, I guess he could. Well, no, he can't. He can't figure out that 
Luke is yeah. so, in okay. Tatooine. Don't don't kill me, uh, Tim Earmuffs. Briefly, um, it could also be that the Inquisitor is the one who found it, and he tells Palpatine because Palpatine can know. Right. Vader can't know. So yeah. I, that if if I had to guess, if I had to guess, it would be that Vader isn't the one who found it. It's that the Inquisitor found it, and he is going to tell Palpatine, and we'll get like a, a like you know hollow. Well, no, Rava, Rava no, it was it was the, it was Rava who found the the communicator with Bale's message. Right, but we don't know if someone else found it first. Oh, okay. oh, I don't think so. No, I think it's pretty. No, you think it's her? It's explicitly, it's, yeah. It's yeah. it's this was trampled as so much refuse. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That, that um, makes a lot of sense. And then she finds it. Yeah. yeah. My, my, honestly, the big question I have is how much will Vader be in the finale? If, yeah, I, totally. What, I honestly could see not much at all if at yeah. all, like, just because they. This was a very big moment you had, like the Anakin Obi Wan. Yeah. I don't know how. How do you result? How do they have a confrontation and then get away and then he gets back to Tatooine and then they forget? Yeah. We forget about. No, I mean, I, I think we're, we're all saying it. It's basically like we. We have vibes of what's going to happen because yeah. they set up the Chekhov's Luke. But also, we're in a really cool place where we're not entirely sure what's going to yeah, happen. I love it. Uh, uh, as opposed to like, I don't know how the fuck they're going to wrap the, all this up. I'm st- and I, I don't. I have only positive expectations and excitement uh, for no. uh, the next episode. You know, I'm very confused because if uh, it did feel like we hit a lot of emotional uh, beats in in pseudo climaxes and i i I don't know what is left for rave's story but that makes sense because there's more story to tell uh so i'm 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 pretty stoked i do i kind of like this feeling i like this feeling of like i'm excited to see where it is i'm not i have maybe an idea but i'm not 100 percent sure i kind of i i enjoy that i enjoy that feeling so yep and we've had no cameos yet so let's go baby thank you so much for listening to another episode of bounty buddies it means a lot that you're here tell a friend about it i know it's fun to nerd out with your buddies and talk about star wars so uh slurp up as much delicious content as you can because we're all one big happy community trying to kill God, which is Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> Pat, where can folks find you on the internet? I'm at the Pat Edwards everywhere. Go to my website, the Pat Edwards. If you go to my website, thepatedwards.com, on the landing page is a link to sign up for a mailing list for a new TTRPG project that's I got in the pipeline. So that'd be cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell do, yeah. You, do you like piratey D&D? Too scary. Check it out. Cool. Well, uh, Jane, I kind of feel like there is a lot of Clone Wars in this uh, uh, episode, and only if there was a way to watch Clone Wars efficiently and Tim, deliciously. Tim, I have some great news. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a uh, accelerated quick start Clone Wars watch list at uh, – clo- how did I forget the URL to this? Hold, please. Uh, <laughs> clone- Editing. Clone Wars. Watch. Yes. Sorry. Uh, there is an accelerated quick start uh, watch list at clonewars.watch that hits uh, as many of the highs and as few of the lows as possible. Hit it up. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Lanning and check out my other podcasts from D&D one called Greetings Adventurers to Advice one called Darinette to uh, a Left Behind one called Tribulation Farce. Until next week, I'm super excited to see what happens. Bye. Bye. It was wise of you to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>